Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to share with you a conversation that I had with Rob Dion of Open Sky Fitness. And in this conversation, we talk, yes, obviously, about fitness, but we also talk about the productivity aspects of that and tie some of the productivity tips and tricks and tools that you've heard talked about on this podcast into using them for your fitness, as well as touching on some of the major psychological shifts when it comes to fitness and business and productivity that you may not even be aware you need to deal with. So even if you're in really good health, I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Also, Rob is doing an eight-week challenge, and I I have joined it, and you're welcome to join me as well. You will find the link to that in the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at beyondthetodolist.com slash 232. So let's get right into this conversation with Rob Dion. This week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show Rob Dion of the Open Sky Fitness Podcast. Rob, welcome to the show. Eric, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you, man. Yeah, so we had a fun like pre-chat about podcaster headaches before we started. <laughs> yeah. uh, we won't go into that, but just so you know, like, man, we podcasters get a lot of pitches. So, That's right. There you go. Yeah, we're, we field, yeah, we field a lot of those pitches and it is brutal sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to start by maybe having you give a little bit of your backstory because I know that a lot of people are going to identify with that backstory, especially with the fact that they probably have felt healthier in the past than they do now. That's the thing. I think that a lot of us, we, we were healthy. We consider, I think most of us considered ourselves as teenagers as healthy. Either that or we couldn't care less about being healthy at that age. <laughs> right. And, we didn't and know what we time, had. Exactly. We didn't know what we had. And then as the years go by, the decades go by, we look back and we go, oh man, if I could only be like that, if I could only have like kept that body, uh, I'd be, you know, I'd be so happy right now. And I, I was kind of that guy. Uh, I was very athletic as a kid growing up. My mom and my dad always had me playing sports. Uh, I went eventually I went away to college and I went away to college for acting. So I went for art and I went to an art school, which meant there were no sports. There was some intramural sports, but it was soccer was basically the only thing. And I wasn't into that. So I stopped basically I stopped playing sports and I started working out a little bit, but I couldn't keep that consistency throughout my entire 20s. And, and in fact, it got worse and worse and worse, which is what happens to most people is it stops being a priority, right? So either eating healthy or working out stops being a priority. In fact, when I was in my 20s and, uh, you know, as a kid growing up, I didn't know what eating healthy meant. I didn't even, uh, you know, I used to show up in Queens. I tell this story quite a bit. I used to show up in Queens when I lived there with one of my best friends and we would work out underneath the Queensboro Bridge. There was a track there and I would meet him there and we would go for a jog around the track and we'd be talking and I'd be burping the whole time. He's like, dude, why are you burping so much? I was like, well, I stopped on the way here. I got a couple of chili dogs. I was hungry and I didn't want to run without having some fuel. That was the way that I looked at being healthy was like, as long as I'm doing some physical activity, I can eat whatever I want. And that, you know, as you get older, you realize that that doesn't necessarily uh, work anymore. So I ended up uh, at 30 years old, you know, kind of jumping ahead, 30 years old, just got married. My wife and I are, are at, on, a, on our honeymoon. I'm standing at a waterfall, looking at this beautiful waterfall, and I'm in my bathing suit, and my wife just goes, hey, Rob. And then I turn, and she snaps a picture of me next to this waterfall. And if you go on my website, you'll see that, that yeah, picture, I've, right? I've and it's seen just, it, yeah. Yeah. And I... Once we, that was before actually digital. So we had to develop that thing. Um, so <laughs> once we, once we got that picture, um, I was mortified, uh, at what I look like because I thought I looked like that kid, you know, at 20 years old, you know, like, uh, who, who had really minimal body fat and was physically fit. <clears throat> I worked out at 30 years old. I was still hitting the gym here and there. I had just become a personal trainer, you know, but when I saw myself kind of caught off guard, uh, 30 pounds heavier than I'd ever been in my life, I realized I'm not doing this right and I need to change something. And so that was kind of what started the journey for me. And I've now, I mean, look, we're, we're 11 years later, right? I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm 41 now and my, my diet comparatively to what I was doing in my early thirties in order to learn what to eat, uh, is significantly different. 
So I went through all the phases of cleanses and detoxes and vegetarian, vegan. I tried everything before being like, this is stupid. I need to figure out, like I need to eat what works for me and then just stick to that. Uh, and that's kind of like what we teach now with our clients, with the people that we um, interview or bring on our show. It's all about what works best for people. But the reality of it is, is that it has to be a lifestyle that you choose for yourself that you execute on. Mm -hmm. And that that's actually the thing that I think we should dive into because I think a lot of people get hung up on how did he do it? What was the diet? Let me do that one thing and I'll get down to the body weight that, you know, that I want to be and then I'll go back to being able to be me. And that's the that's the the problem with the way that I think most of the fitness world works is that they're setting everybody up for this ultimate failure which is the yo-yo diet. You know, we get down to X weight, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 100 pounds, whatever it is that you want to lose. And then you think, uh, okay, I'm done with that. It's, it's like, I'm going to detox, I'll be <laughs> detoxed, and then I can do whatever I want to again moving forward, right. which is just not the case. Right, which I love when people do that. They they somehow, they're like, I'm not, you know, especially, and this is what we were discussing for a moment during, you know, before we hit record, is that, you know, things like New Year's resolutions, my birthday, whatever it is, people right. say, at this time, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And, you know, usually it's like, for, okay, so the whole month of January, I'm not drinking. And it's like, well, I mean, why? Why are you not drinking? I mean, what, are you planning on not being a drinker for the rest of your life? Just right. Is there a problem? Do you need to talk to somebody that, you know, if you, if you have to drink so often, uh, it just, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't quite make sense when people try to be so rigid around what they're doing and how they're going to live their life. It just choose, you know, it's, it's a, it's actually much easier, which, you know, as we dive into this today, people will realize it's much easier than most people are making it on themselves. That's a great thought. Okay, so I'm going to so I'm going to confess. I literally do have a bottle of bourbon that I'm saving and I'm okay. not drinking it. <laughs> and I'm like, "You know what? I want to do that as like uh and I think there's nothing wrong with that per se. Uh, you know, saving it no. for like a celebration of, "Hey, look, you know, in other words, you're not talking necessarily about achievement as much as progress." That we want exactly. to be continually making progress. It is good to celebrate the achievement when you get to a certain point, but that mean that doesn't mean progress doesn't continue moving forward. You know, it, it's a lifestyle shift. It's not a uh, you know a quick fix shift of I'm doing this for three months and then I'm done. Yes, and here and, and this is why I think what you're doing is healthy comparatively to what others will do. And here's what I mean by that. So you you you've got this nice bottle of of whiskey or scotch. Would you what would you say it was bourbon? Yeah. Okay. So you've got this bottle and you're reserving it for, uh, for a special occasion. And so what that means is, is like when that special occasion comes, you are going to be present to what you're doing. You've thought about this is something you're excited about. You you're going to, you know, enjoy that moment. What most people do is they operate based on emotion. So they operate based on something great happens and they want to celebrate or something really bad happens and they want to comfort themselves. Unfortunately, what most of us do is the same exact thing. Uh, you know, if we want to comfort ourselves, we eat ice cream. If we want to celebrate, we eat ice cream. So it's, it's not a mindful, it's not a mindful way to, uh, to celebrate, right? And it's not a mindful way to, uh, to help ourselves in our time of depression or need, because let's be honest, if we're struggling with our weight and we, and we dive into a, uh, a jug of, of Haagen-Dazs, we usually feel worse. Even though in the moment we feel better, an hour later or you know maybe the next morning, depending on how, you how your body digests it, you feel worse emotionally and physically. So how are you helping yourself? How are you truly comforting yourself? Are you just making things harder on you if your goal is to lose weight or feel good? Does that make sense? It totally does. And I love how you say we do that to celebrate as well as to – uh, you know, comfort ourselves because especially with knowing my audience, a lot of them are, uh, well, let's put it this way. They're, they're stay at home, uh, you know, entrepreneur types and or yeah. parents and or they, they, they are wearing many hats. And the, and the thing about wearing many hats is there are much more, um, ups and downs. And so you can go either one of those places, the celebrating or the, uh, you know, I got to numb myself out because it was a bad day places and still, uh, you can make wrong choices in both accounts. Oh, I mean, yeah. And the thing is, is that as an entrepreneur, cause I'm the same thing, even though my, my entrepreneurial 
uh, endeavors are around health and fitness, I struggle from all those same things. It's a, for me to pull myself away from my desk, you know, at 11 o'clock at night is a difficult thing. For me to actually stand up in the middle of creating an email sequence is a difficult thing because I feel like I'm in a zone or whatever it is and I'll, I'll forget to eat. I'll for, you know, I'll just be hyped up on caffeine for X amount of hours. Uh, I won't go, I won't work out because I'm too slammed. I go through all of those same problems. The only thing is, is that I understand and I know how to get myself out of them because I've that's I've spent basically the last 10 to 15 years figuring out how that works for me. How do I sidestep those things and how do I take care of myself? And it's it's small little habits that really do save most people, but they just they don't even know how to get started. They feel like it's overwhelming and they keep listening to, you know, like news media where it's like, this is the healthiest food you should eat. Everybody should eat, eat, be eating this food every single day. And then they think, you know, and then you hear other stuff like, don't eat this, don't eat that. Uh, and people get so overwhelmed, so confused. It's that information overload and they, they don't even know where to start. Yeah. It's, it's what's the uh, latest superfood today. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares? Right. Who cares? Nobody cares. You know, in reality, there's like, I don't know, a small subset of the, of the, of society who really gives a crap about, about whole food, uh, about, um, superfoods, you know, like there's just, and, and, and how it's going to help them. It's for the average person, they couldn't care less. And I don't think they should. I think that they should care just as much as they need to in order to feel good, be healthy and look good just as much as they need to. It's like bare minimum. That's, you know, because let's be honest, you don't want to become a health freak. You don't want to become a fitness freak. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like you don't need to be that person uh, in order to be healthy. You just need to be as healthy as you can be. And that's fine. Right. Everybody's different. Yeah. And, and I think even what's funny is uh, even myself uh, and, and a number of people out there could look at the picture that you first were disgusted with. And man, we'd love to even just get back to that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right, exactly. And everybody's got, I mean, I also, we all, I think somewhat, uh, because of, because of society and all the media and everything that we see, all these pictures of people that we see, uh, we all have a little bit of body dysmorphia and we all hype, we harp on very specific parts of our body. If only this was different, if only my hips look better, the, if I didn't have this tire, if, uh, if I didn't have the, this, this blemishes on my face, whatever we all, we get so, uh, wrapped up in all of that, but we, we have to understand that Chances are most other people that are seeing us from the outside that don't even know those are our own personal insecurities. They don't know. They don't care. They don't, they don't judge us for it. It's only in our own personal minds. So you're the one setting up that anxiety. You're the one set up, setting yourself up for failure. Uh, nobody else, really. Taking a look at the appearance angle that can be somewhat defeating and, um, you know, it, it can be a letdown. And yeah. can play into psychologically feeling tired all the time. But then also physically, you probably are tired all the time when mm -hmm. you're not healthy. And then that can feel defeating to the point where you're like, I have all these different roles. I have my work. I have my family. I've got relationships. I've got, you know, maybe a side hustle of some sort. And all of those things, you can feel like, I don't know how I'm supposed to, one, feel less tired to put more effort in on my health, or two, find more time. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, Eric, I'm going to use you, Eric, as like kind of an example. Because, Do it. I'm, I'm because, the guinea pig. All right. So um, I imagine that because you probably fit into the category of 90% of people, you'd like to lose some weight. Am I right? Uh, I'm raising my hand. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you'd like to lose some weight. Now, um, I would also, as an entrepreneur, I would like a steady stream of leads on a consistent basis. I would like a high end clientele to consistently come my way. I'd like to be making at least a few hundred thousand dollars a year on just my online business, nothing else. Um, but, and I'd also like to, you know, have a lifestyle where I don't feel chained to my computer, right? Is that something that you might want as well? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, 90% uh, of that, that's, that's exactly it. And, okay. for, and for people that are listening. For the people that are listening, they would like, like you, they would like to lose weight. They would like to look healthy, uh, look fit. <clears throat> they would like to feel more confident in their body. They would, all the things uh, that, that are tied into our own personal health and, and, and self-image, uh, we want all of those things to be lined up so we feel good, right? And the same thing, if we looked at juxtaposition of our business, we want all of those same things. Now, you know and understand business. I'm sure that you you feel like you do more so than maybe you feel like you do about health. 
maybe emotionally there's a disconnect. So here's what I mean by that. So for the average entrepreneur, we understand that we cannot become overnight successes, right? We cannot have immediately with a flip of a switch, uh, the perfect funnel built. We can't have it immediately built, uh, the social media, uh, at a, to a certain level. We don't get good at podcasting, you know, probably for the first 50 to hundred episodes. We probably aren't really that good at delivering our message, understanding what we're saying. There are all these different aspects of becoming a really successful entrepreneur, not just that managing clients, all these different pieces of the puzzle, right? So if I was to say within two months, three months, you were going to be an unbelievably successful entrepreneur making $300,000, uh, annually. And you basically have zero experience or minimal experience in online marketing and online, uh, you know, basically everything online business. Sure. Uh, would that be realistic? Not at all. No, right. It's going to take how long? What do you think? Oh gosh. So talking, I would say, let's see. So the original was what? Three months you said? Yeah. I'm going to say at least a year, maybe two. At least a year, maybe two to where you start to feel like you're, you have some serious momentum. You've built up the, the business contacts you have, you're making a certain amount of money where maybe you can even quit your job and you're feeling like confident about your knowledge yeah. within, within the online world. Like you understand this and you don't feel like you're playing catch up all the time. Am I right? right. Yeah, exactly. Why is health any different? <laughs> People we think, think we can do it quickly and easily by, uh, you know, shortcuts. Right. We all sign up for P90X. We all sign up for Jenny Craig. We all sign up for Weight Watchers. That's what my mom did. Every time she was overweight as a kid, she would sign up, you know, not me, her as a kid, but me when I was a kid watching her. She would go to Jenny Craig uh, or Weight Watchers and she'd go on her weekly check-ins. She would buy their junk food that they sell that's all processed and full of sodium and they would and she would that's what she would do until she reached the goal she wanted to reach and then she would stick with it for maybe another month or so and then she'd stop doing it go back to exactly what she was doing and within a few months she was back to where she was where she started and she didn't learn anything that's not to mean that nobody can help anybody, right? That's not what we're saying because it depends on who you hire, right? So if you're hiring somebody to help you build a funnel and it's one of these uh, do it for you funnels or, um, you know, uh, they, you know they, they build your website or anything like that and you don't have any understanding of how the funnel works, how your website works and how to manage that stuff from the, from the inside for yourself. Well, you're going to have a real hard time continuing to grow your business unless you outsource all the time, everything, all the time. Because wealthy people can get healthy because they outsource. They, they hire trainers. They hire nutritionists. They hire chefs. They basically just have somebody to run their life. And it's great when you have that kind of financial backing. The same for business. If I had all the money in the world, you bet my business would be a lot further along <laughs> than it is right now because I just invest in the best coaches. I'd invest in the best people, right? But the reality is, is that we don't. Most of us don't, right? We're not part of that 1% where we could just throw money at things. So – we have to put the time in. We have to learn. We have to understand. We have to see where our weaknesses are, where our strengths are. And that is how we need to learn how to be healthy. We need to understand that we didn't learn this junk when we were kids. Our parents didn't teach us this. If they did, we would be, we'd be in a different place right now. The same thing with our online business. My parents were not entrepreneurs. Some kids, you, you meet those people where their parents are very high-end uh, uh, entrepreneurs. They, they understand business. They have financial backing. And all of a sudden, they seem like they're overnight sensations because, well, they have a lifetime of having those people talking in their ear to help them understand how that works. Yeah. And the same thing with healthy parents. If you have a healthy parent, you set yourself, your kid up so well for being healthy and on their own, you don't even, you can't even comprehend it because most of us have never had it. It's like to watch those people walk around in the world who don't worry about like what they're eating because they completely understand what works for their body. They don't worry about whether or not they should work out because they do something physical all the time. It, they, they seem like an, an anomaly in our world, but it's only because generationally we were never, that stuff was never passed down from us. It was never taught to us. If that's the case, how do we start to make a shift towards putting in the time, especially when we feel like we don't have it. Right. So, <clears throat> well, okay, first of all, just like anything else, you need to make time. You need to make it a priority. If it's something that's important to you, if your weight loss is important to you, you know, instead of waiting for the doctor to tell you you have diabetes or that you have some kind of, you're, you're at risk of something, and I hate to say these, the, the words, because it's not necessarily exactly this, but you need to hit some kind of rock bottom. You need to like have that come to Jesus moment where it's like, if I don't do this now, 10 years will go by and I, and, and I don't know if I'll still, if I'll still care or I don't know where I'll be if I'll be too far gone. 
So the, the, the number one thing is you have to make this, you have to decide to make this some kind of priority for you. And the, the way to do that is to come up with the reason why you want to do it and then coming up, coming up with how you're going to do it. The how is usually the thing that most people focus on without understanding their why, which is one of the reasons why they lose, they lose their way after uh, a couple of months or a couple of years. They have to know why they're doing it, right? Um, and they have to be, and the reason, <clears throat> honestly, has to come down to, it has to be internal. It cannot be external. It can't be because my wife wants me to. It can't be because the, the doctor told me to. It can't be because, um, you know, people are making fun of me or people look at me and they judge me and I don't want people to judge me. It has to be internal. It's be, it has to be something that's rooted. And I can't tell you what that is. It might be something like, I want to, I want to take care of myself. I want to love myself the way that, that, you know, that, that makes me feel like, uh, I am the, you know, I am being nurtured on a consistent basis and however, however it comes in and to fruition for, for some people, it's going to be different because we all have different pasts. Um, so, but after that, once you've come up with your why, then you need to, you need to seek out the people that speak to you, Right. When we listen to people that are marketing, there are certain phases of our business in, in which people start to make sense. It's all noise, right, for a long time. But then, but then we get stuck with, we get stuck with uh, a certain place where uh, maybe we've built a funnel and our funnel is junk uh, and, we, and, and we, now need some, we now need some guidance because we've, maybe we've like kind of gotten as far as we can on our own. And that at that point, you need to start listening and reaching out and looking for people. So maybe maybe for the people listening right now, when they're hearing me, they're like, yes, I agree with Rob. Yes, I agree with Rob. Yes, I agree with Rob. I totally he's speaking the way that makes sense to me because I'm right now in the same exact place as them. Right. We've you've heard that's the term meet them where they're at. Right. Meet them where they are. That's where I try to talk to people and that's the people who are going to hear me and they're going to, they're going to resonate with that. The important thing is that you really do want to find those people that inspire you, right? And for the average person that might feel really far away, right? So you might need to find a community of people that are doing what you want to do. Maybe it's find some friends that are trying to do what you want to do. And you, you have to start implementing small changes into your life, right? We have in my, in, in my SkyFit challenge that we do, it's a community-based thing, but we only have four habits that we ask people to execute on that are, that are necessary habits to basically living a healthy lifestyle, only four. And the, the, the habits are this, uh, drink 80 to 100 ounces of water a day, and the reason behind that is like sometimes we sometimes we have to take away, but a lot of times we just have to add to our lives in order to really start making room for the things or pushing out the things that don't necessarily help us, right? So if you're drinking 80 to 100 ounces of water a day, you're going to be drinking less carbonated drinks uh, or like sodas and sweet drinks. You're going to be drinking less coffee. You're going to be drinking less of all the other stuff. And the, and the reality of it is, is that water is probably the best thing we can put into our bodies. So if we up it to 80 to 100 ounces, it makes, it creates space. It pushes some things out. The next thing on the list after water is vegetables. We know that vegetables are healthy for us, no matter what you do and how you, how you try to like, you know, swing that argument. We know that green leafy vegetables are the best way for us to get vitamins and minerals into our body, right? We, we just know this and it's much better than, um, then friend, I'm, I'm not talking about French fries or like corn on the cob. <laughs> I'm talking about like green leafy vegetables, right? Incorporating those into a daily basis. Next on the list is doing something physical every day. I have clients that I work with that are over 300 pounds and I don't put them into a, like a crazy workout regimen. It's, I have the conversation. I say, how much time can you put in? And you know, the minimum I ask for is 20 minutes. Can you squeeze out 20 minutes? I think, Eric, for most people, do you think 20 minutes is that much to ask? It's not. And even if you, though I know that there's an importance to sleep, just get up 20 minutes earlier. Exactly. Exactly. Like just go to bed 20 minutes earlier and wake up 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. And there you go. And one of the, there's, a, there's a little trick too that uh, I had somebody on my show one time told me about in terms of building habits. And I see that you have uh, David Allen. You had David Allen on a recent episode. He's f fantastic. I've had him on my show too because the importance of really uh, obviously getting things done, but organizing your life is so important. And one of the things that uh, an, another podcast guest that I had on said was take your, before you go to bed, 
get your get your morning ready. Mm-hmm. So make the coffee, have it set to go off when you get up in the morning. Have your sneakers and your workout clothes or your gym or your maybe your walking clothes, whatever you're going to use, have them set at the end of the bed. So all you have to do is just put them on so you're ready to go. And in fact, you don't have to change your shirt. Just wear the same shirt. You could just maybe wear your sweatpants to bed or underwear to bed, slip your sweatpants on and take a walk. And that's all you need to do in order to build that momentum for yourself because if you spend – Every single morning for, for 30 days straight, taking a walk for 20 minutes, there's a habit there. There's a habit there that's going to feel. So if you on the 31st day don't do it, it's going to feel weird that you didn't. Mm. So, so if you can try to build that momentum, it doesn't have to be hit the gym for an hour and a half. It doesn't have to be crush yourself. It just has to be a habit that you can execute on on a daily basis. So we say we have, I mean, we have in, you know, in our challenge, we have specifically um, workouts that are, you know, that are a challenge, but we have people in the challenge that are also 300 pounds that are doing the workouts. And because it's not, it's not like you have to compete with anybody. The only person you're competing with is yourself. If you're doing it and you're doing your exercises on your own, then, then, and they're only 20 minutes, you know, you just, you work as hard as you possibly can. And then next week you do this, you, you do the same thing and you get better and better and better. And that's how life works. We just keep applying pressure, right? Same thing for business. We just keep applying pressure. We live, we learn, we get better. And then the the final thing on the list. Uh, so we covered water, we covered, uh, vegetables and we covered your workouts or something physical every day. Uh, the last thing on the list is processed food and sugar. And for now, this is the the ninety five percent of the population. This is the biggest part of their diet that is uh, setting them back. Uh, not only is it setting them back with their weight loss, that's the easy one, but it's setting them back with their digestion. Most of us don't even know that we have inflammation in our guts. We don't even know that we're not digesting our food properly. When you're eating processed food and sugar on a regular basis, uh, that prevents you from absorbing nutrients. When you're when you're uh, prevented from absorbing nutrients, you're hungry all the time. Because your body's like, I need something. And then you give it junk again, and then it's hungry again in an hour. And it continue on and on and on. But it's absorbing those calories. It's just not absorbing the nutrients. It's just not giving you anything. Hmm. It's empty calories. It's, it's, it's low nutrient-dense foods, right? Uh, processed foods and sugars are things like, obviously, we think fast food. Yes, that's, that's an easy one, right? But even cereal or whole wheat bread. Or things that we would consider to be healthy or heart healthy, according to packaging, is not. You know, so if you're eating these low-fat foods, these uh, these you know processed, uh, what do they have? They have these processed spinach pastas. You're not eating spinach. You're eating pasta that happens to have some spinach in it, and that's not a vegetable. <laughs> that's just processed food with a little bit of green. So, you know, if you can, if you can eliminate those things or significantly and, you know, reduce them and the sugar, right? Most of us are consuming by drinking our sugars and and sweet drinks and such. If you can eliminate those or drastically reduce them, you're going to see significant weight loss in almost immediately. And that's just the reality of it for most people. And if, if, and if that works for you, literally works for you, rinse and repeat all day long. And if it does, if it's too hard for you, then that's something that you need to obviously look at, right? It's like, why, if I, why, if I do this, let's say you do this and you just follow those four habits for a week or for a month or something like that. And you, and you feel great because I guarantee you're going to feel great and you start losing weight and you've lost 10 to 20 pounds in a, in a month and everything is moving in that direction. You're not starving yourself because I never said you can't eat. You can't eat X amount of food. I've just said that you you can eat as much food as whole foods as you want, just not processed food, which means that you're never hungry. You're just eating real food all the time and the weight comes off. After a month, why would you want to go back to what you were doing? Then we're talking about a psychological issue. All of those things, those four things that you just mentioned, especially, you know, I mean, even going back to finding that why you know, the, the internal why and the community and the, you know, the, the inspirational people that you're going to look to. And then going with these four things that you listed off, some of them are swapping out. Some of them are fitting them in, but it's yep. not like it's, it's not like you're saying, okay, hours of, of time per day, you now need to substitute something that you need mm-hmm. to get done for these other things that you quote want to get done, even though it probably should be a need to get done. It, it yeah. like you said, it's that 20 minutes. Who can't take 20 minutes? It's yeah. the other. And, and I think we can get into this a little bit more because I know you guys do when it comes to 
the eating healthy and eliminating, you know, the processed stuff and drinking. I mean, the drinking the water for me, I've got that. I mean, I've got a filter right there on my fridge. I just take my 24 ounce bottle, glass bottle mm-hmm. over there and I can fill it up and I can fill that up, you know, what, four to five times in a day. Boom, yep. I'm done. I've got that one done. Uh, I can easily get up and I can do the walk. It's the other two, I think, that are the harder ones for me. And that takes more, a little bit more strategy. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I'm lucky that like my wife is interested in doing this as well because us both being on the same page and changing the diet of the whole household. Uh, yes. Not well, and and when I say the word diet, I don't mean fad diet. I mean like in, I I don't mean weather. Like, ooh, is it raining right now? I mean like climate, long term, how it always is in this one particular place in the world. Yes, and and there's and so you just touched on a lot of really great things. Once one is your environment, right? You're talking about your you and your wife and your and your household. What does that environment look like? What kind of environment are you creating for yourself in order to in order to basically set yourself up for success? If you walk in that house, if you walk, if you open your fridge and there's nothing but Jello pops and and like and you know uh, you know egg McMuffins, then, <laughs> then you're screwed. You know because they're just there. You open the cabinets, you got Doritos and potato chips. You're screwed. You you know every every turn for you has to be an easy one. And that's not, that's not easy when you don't have an environment built around success. And so one of the things that um, almost all nutritionists will do, like serious nutritionists, they'll do something called a kitchen clean out where they will come to your house. They will look, okay. And they'll take you through everything you have in your home. This is something my wife does take you through everything you have in your home and go, okay, I want to tell you. So obviously, can we both agree that Doritos are not good for you? And he's like, okay, I agree. Doritos right. not good to me. You know, so that we go through and they're like, but wait a second, this is, this is not bad. You know, like, uh, whole wheat pasta is not bad. I'd be like, okay, well, let's look at the package. Let's talk about this. And we, you know, you look at the ingredients. So, okay. It starts off with, uh, uh, bleached, uh, bleached white flour. And then it says whole wheat flour. And then it says all these different words that you can't pronounce. There's 17 of them. And then it's a, so does this look healthy? Can you identify these things? And it's like, well, no. Well, then why would we eat anything we can't identify? Why would you put anything in your mouth that you don't know what it is? Right? Because we should be able to identify it. And so that's a, that's a very good way of building out your environment, right? And then you got to figure out, just like you were talking about a second ago, swapping out what comes in if other things are leaving, right? And the generally the gist of it is, is whole foods. And for a lot of people that scares them because whole foods means they have to be able to cook. And God forbid people learn how to cook for themselves. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, it's like the craziest thing to me. But, you know, uh, you're lucky your, you know, your wife uh, is also in the game with you. She cooks. Uh, you guys probably both cook. If you're if you're a good match, you guys both cook. You support each other in that one might be a better cook than the other, but that's OK. Um, you guys are on the same path. Sometimes somebody comes home and goes, oh, I'm so exhausted today. Can we just order pizza? Sure. Yeah, of course. But if that happens four or five times a week, then there's a problem. But if you're if you are supporting each other, then you are able to basically navigate these waters without any interruption on a you know an 80 to 90 percent basis. And that's where people start to see success. And then there's you know, we talk about you say these are the this is the bones. Then there's the nuts and bolts and the nuts and bolts would be the environment, but also things like. How do you set yourself up for for you know uh, for not being when you're starving and there's nothing prepped? How do you how do you uh, set yourself up? Well, you make prep part of your your thing. I was listening to your episode. Uh, who are you talking to? The most was it the most recent episode or was it like two episodes uh, ago where you guys were talking about um, Hyatt and how he schedules his his downtime. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, you need to do the same thing for your cooking. You need to schedule that stuff. You can't just get home from work and go and and just be like, oh, it's seven o'clock or maybe you work at home and you like work up until eight o'clock and you're exhausted and mentally fried. And then you think that you're going to just whip up a souffle. I mean, is that realistic? Right. So maybe on a Sunday night when you have a little more free time or maybe even in the middle of the day on a Wednesday You've carved out an hour and a half to bust out maybe some kind of buffalo uh, chicken casserole or you have you spend time making a chili that's going to save you in those times of need. Right. So you just it's you treat the thing is, is that a person that's really good at being healthy is also organized at business because they understand they're the same thing. We're going to hit pause on the conversation to take a moment to thank our sponsors for making this episode possible. 
Hiring used to be hard. You had to use multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, confusing review processes. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash beyond. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's best leading job boards. But they don't stop there. Their machine learning technology scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and then invite them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. With results like that, it's no wonder ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash beyond. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-Y-O-N-D. ZipRecruiter.com slash beyond. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This episode is also brought to you by Gusto. Gusto is making payroll, benefits, and HR easier for small businesses. Modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy to get things right. Gusto makes payroll a breeze. In fact, 9 out of 10 users say Gusto is easier to use than other payroll solutions. Gusto saves you time. 72% of customers spend less than 5 minutes to run payroll. And Gusto is reliable. 4 out of 5 customers actually reduce payroll errors after switching to Gusto. And if you don't believe it, just Google them because people obviously love Gusto. You'll find that when you Google them. And it's interesting because how often do you actually love a payroll provider? So though most small businesses don't have an HR expert, you don't need one because you can use Gusto. They have great software, great service, and you can then focus on your business and not payroll and paperwork. To help support the show, Gusto's offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash beyond. Again, that's gusto.com slash beyond. And this episode is brought to you by Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in the world. I've shared before that I grew up learning French in junior high and high school and even college, but I always kind of felt like I missed the boat on learning Spanish. So I love the fact that I'm able to use Babbel to make up for lost time. And you don't have to learn Spanish. You could learn that or French, Italian, German, Russian, and many more languages. But the cool thing is that you learn through interactive dialogue speech recognition, and fun trainers and quizzes, which gets you ready for chatting with friends, ordering food, asking for directions, all kind of practical situations. And their 10 to 15 minute lessons are available as an app or online. You can try Babbel for free by going to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com or download the app for free at Babbel.com. Again, that's Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Thanks again to ZipRecruiter, Gusto, and Babbel for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. You have touched on already about three different productivity tips or tricks that people should be able to identify with. And number one is the saying no to things that we have to, in order to get the things that we want and, and be able to say yes to some things, we need to be able, we have to say no to other things. But, and that's the kind of the kitchen clean out. Then when you're looking at the, the, the box, like I hear you saying that and I'm thinking about how often we let all these little things just drop in and waste away our time. And it's like, you have to do a time audit yeah. to say, wait, where am I spending my time? So it's, it's the exact same thing there with like, what are the cal, not just the calories, but the lack of nutrients that I'm put letting into my body, you know, in, in that instance. And then what was the other one you just said? Oh, so then getting into having a strategy and having people on board and creating meal plans, being able to have things that you know are tried and true, trusted. Okay. That's my go to. And, and I've got that. And it's, you know, Say there isn't anything prepared. Well, hopefully, you know, you don't get to that point. But if you do, you've at least got something that you can grab in the house that's healthy, like, say, some almonds or something like that, you know? Exactly. And having, you know, batch processed stuff, sitting down and doing a bunch of cooking for the week kind of a thing, you know? Yep. 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I mentioned this into, in an email to you about a woman named Elizabeth Saunders. She was a podcast guest of mine years ago. Uh, and she wrote a book called Three Secrets to Effective Time Management, right? And it was, I interviewed her before I interviewed David Allen. It was right around the same time. I was just like, I want, I want, I want time productivity people who like to talk about time management, right? So I had her on the show. And one of the things she talked about was a study that I think it was either Harvard or Princeton is these high level schools, right? High functioning, uh, really academically accepted, um, uh, selling uh, kids. And they basically, what they did was, is they, they took in these kids who had way too much on their plates and they broke down everything that these kids wanted to do. The amount of like what they wanted to do, extracurricular activities, they're studying all of this. And when they broke it down for the kids and they put it down in a list and they said, look, here's how many hours are in the day. Here's what you want to do and what you're trying to do. And the reality of it is, is there's just not enough time in a day. And they said to the kids, you have to make room. There's just no if, ends, or buts about this. You have to make room. If I have a schedule, like today, I have a launch coming out on Monday. You know, I have normally a meeting on Tuesday, on Thursday mornings. I have a bunch of other things that ha like I have on my plate, but I had to make room today to finish my email sequence, my, uh, my messenger bot sequence, uh, to do a Facebook live this morning, because I know that those are going to be the things that need to get done before Monday when the, when the challenge actually starts. But the reality of it is, is that I needed to make room because I am not superhuman. I can't be two places at once. I'm not like a four person, uh, business. It's me. My wife does work for me, but she doesn't do any of the business stuff. She's, you know, she does the, she is on the podcast with me. She's a holistic nutrition counselor. She works with clients, but the thing is, is that she doesn't do the business stuff. So I know that I have to make room and that's a conscious choice. I make a list of everything that needs to get done. And then I look at my schedule. I go, is this possible? You know? And then if I, if I choose to not accept that as, as reality, right? If I look, if I look at what I want and I look at my schedule and it doesn't line up, then I'm not in, I'm not playing in reality. I'm just not, I'm just playing in this fantasy world that I am superhuman and that I could do everything all the time, all at once. And that's not reality. And so what Elizabeth did is she interviewed these people and they, or she didn't, but she, you know, was talking about this study. These kids had a complete false sense of reality. They did not accept the fact that they couldn't do all of it. Maybe that's the telling part of a high functioning person in that they're, they're going to not accept their own limitations. But the reality of, of it is, is that what that does set up is a psychologically damaged person down the line because they are always going to feel like they're not going to get it all in. They're not going to be able to succeed because something is going to fall through the cracks and eventually they will emotionally or physically break. And that is what happens to most of us in the entrepreneur world. We think that we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. And then our body either says, uh, we're going to shut the, we're shutting the business down for a minute. You get sick for a week or so. And then you think to yourself, oh man, I'm so sick. I have no time to be sick. And then you get sick and then you realize, wow, you really didn't miss anything that it was totally fine. You're like, oh, that was that getting sick was like the best thing that ever happened to me because now I feel so much better <laughs> yes. with the because it was self-inflicted. All of that is self-inflicted. So if you're, if you are able to time manage and see the reality of what your limitations are, you are so far ahead of most people. I don't think most people even can gather that when we're so deep in it. And I struggle from this too. I'm not like, I'm not a hundred percent, but like, I know that it's one of my, it's one of my weaknesses. It's like, it's my kryptonite is thinking I can do everything and get everything done it's because you know how like you have those two hours in the day, three hours in the day where you are a rock star where you're just like, you're crushing everything. You're turning out emails. You're, you're responding to things. You're, you're banging out shows and you feel really good. Your energy levels are spot on. You are laser focused. That's only for a few hours out of the day. Most of the time we're brain fogged out. We're tired. Yep. We've been, you know, we've been working our butts off. And the next thing you know, we think we're going to work from like nine o'clock or to 11 o'clock at night. You know, maybe we have kids and, uh, and nothing gets done. And in reality, the best thing you could have done for yourself was to put, hit, put your head on the pillow and take a nap or go to bed and wake up fresh the next day. But yep. we sometimes refuse to do that for ourselves. I'll be honest, last night, this has been a hard week. Last night, I was in my bed at 9 p.m. and asleep 15, 20 minutes later. Good for you and your body. And your body was just like, yep, I'm all in on this. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. I get. I have to be in bed by 8.30, 9 o'clock on a regular basis because I normally wake up at 4.30 because I train, I train in Los Angeles um, three days a week with clients at 5.30 in the morning. Right. And, but I don't break that four thirty wake up time on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So like this morning we're talking on a Thursday, I was up, my alarm goes off at four thirty, 
And so I try to keep that and maintain that. So my normal sleep time is, is usually the same and my normal wake up time is, nor- is normally the same. I try not to fluctuate that so I don't have, I don't have breaks. I learned that from Craig Ballantyne. So say somebody identifies with, you know, okay, you know what? Those four things you said, that sounds great. I, I think I may have already found my why or I can, I think I can sit down and I can figure it out. And I've got people that I'm connected with who are similar to me where, you know, maybe they're in a mastermind group or something like that. We've all talked about it a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, and we've made, you know, we've made progress. We have in the past, but I want to kind of flip the switch and move forward doing things completely different from now on. And I think one of the things is like you were just talking about, maybe we've not been realistic with ourselves and we need to eliminate some things. I mean, we need mm-hmm. to say no to some things in the past we've already said yes to and not just do a kitchen clean out, but a life clean out of something. We need to reassess our commitments. I think that's a great idea. I think we're probably most of us are spending way too much time on Facebook, on Instagram, checking to make sure, checking to see if somebody messaged us and just like, and then just digging around for a couple of minutes until a notification pops up when we like feel really good about it. And it's just, and then it's just like, oh, it's just like a notification from the late show. And they're just, they got a new video that just popped up. I couldn't care less. But like, you know, like that's what we do to ourselves. So if we were able to, you know, carve out uh, those things or get the, get rid of those things that do eat up most of our day, which we don't necessarily believe that we're, we all think, here's the funny thing. We all think that we are unbelievable unbelievably productive and that we are working all the time. This is what most of us think. And the reality of it is, is that uh, just like you were talking about Hyatt, like if you were scheduling in rest times and you weren't eating those rest times up with, uh, with junk, like, you know, like jumping on social media or sending text messages or responding to emails. And you were just literally spending those times getting some rest, closing your eyes, maybe listening to a meditation and then, and then coming back in, you would be so much more productive. Also making time for food. You're making time for exercise. You're making time for, you know, the things that you want, whatever it is, your, your priority might be something else. Your exercise might be going surfing, you know, it's like, but you got to carve that stuff out. You know, it might be going and going for a hike with your wife. So that has to, you have to find that time. It might be going, you know, spending time with your wife, your wife might need to be placed in the schedule as well. With my wife, she's like, you know, cause we're doing, we're having a baby in August and she's like, we, we have these birthing exercises that we're supposed to do together. And she comes home and she's like, Hey, can we do it right now? And I'm right in the middle of things. And I'm like, babe, we have to schedule this stuff. It's not that I don't want to do this with you, but it's like, it's such an interruption in my day. Look at my schedule. It's, it's all tightly packed. And I'm very specific about what I'm doing and when during throughout the day. So I will make time for you. Just tell me when you can do it and I have to shift some things around. And that's the reality of it. And, you know, unless you're, unless you're, you know, you again, realize, like you said before, realize those limitations, you're going to really be pushing up a lot against a lot of things. You're going to constantly feel like you're behind the eight ball and that's not a way to live your life. And the same thing, it's business or it's or, or health. It's always the same thing. Well, one, congratulations on the pregnancy. Oh, thanks, man. And, yeah, and we're having then, a girl. Uh, oh, very cool. I've got a girl and I've got a boy. So, Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. That's um, what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for on number two. <laughs> so that's the, you, you, you did it perfectly. Yes. You did it perfectly. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it sounds like, I mean, really, it sounds like what we're aiming at here, is, and I think this is, you know, we might, I might be, let me put it this way. I might be saying something where it's like, okay. Not having a realistic expectation, but you you correct me if I'm wrong. Say we get stuff in order. Say we've made lifestyle shift when it comes to our health and we're moving forward. And so we're making progress and we make we and in fact, we do make progress and we get so much further down the line. But to assume that then things will be perfect is just completely misleading and unrealistic. I mean, there are. That one, there are seasons in life where, you know, something's going to change and you then have to say yes to something you really don't want to have to say yes to. But, mm-hmm. you know, for even maybe just a limited time, you have to say yes to it and then it'll go away again and you've got to make an adjustment. Or we get into that mode where, uh, in, in other words, how do we future proof not getting mm-hmm. back into the habit of celebrating the wrong way or, you know, consoling ourselves the wrong way when it comes to food or other poor decisions? Well, you're okay. So you're making a leap. Here's, here's where the the fault is in your your logic. Yeah. Well, here's the fault in your logic. It's like, okay, so let's do it. And and I love doing this because this is one of the reasons why I like talking to entrepreneurs because you can, it's tougher for you in terms of the health and and not just you, but I mean, I think for most people that are entrepreneurs, uh, okay, let's talk about 
uh, let's pretend your business is, uh, you've been building it for the last five or 10 years and you're making, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and you're, and it's successful, right? Um, what are the chances it's going to go right back to the beginning? Like literally you're going to have to start over. That's pretty doubtful. I mean, again, it's going to be your, let me put it this way. It's way easier to get back to where you, you know, used to be at the very start. Like it's almost like sledding, you know, (laughs) like it's uphill a lot of the time to get to where you want to get to. And then to come back down, all you got to just do is turn around and sit back down on the sled because it's easy for us to. No, uh, but you're. You're talking about your weight loss, right? True. Yes. Okay. So, but this is where, this is where the problem is, is that your, your, um, your uh, ascent up the, up that hill is, is, uh, too drastic, too fast, not mindful. You're not building a, a, you're not building a lifestyle. You're, you're only aiming for the one target, which is the weight loss. And so when you then turn around and you sit and you take a break, you slide right back down. That's a product of the fact that you were only focusing on the weight loss. You weren't focusing on building all the other things in your lifestyle that are going to make you make your life a lot easier. So like you can take a break sometimes, right? Now let's say, let's say you, let's say you have a habit of working out every single day. Uh, you have a habit of eating, uh, three to four vegetables every single day. You have a habit of drinking your water every day. You have a habit of uh, not eating processed food, only eating whole foods. And then you go for a week on vacation, right? Well, do you have to give up all of the habits? Do you have to literally throw your lifestyle out the window in order to go to Disneyland for a week? No. The reality, no, right, exactly. So maybe you don't get to do your workout every day and maybe you don't get to uh, only eat whole foods but you still get to do your your uh you still get to have your vegetables you still get to drink your water you still get to do you know one of like like three of the four or two of the four things that doesn't that's not that's not a sit down slide back that's a that's a take a knee and maybe i slide back a couple feet right and then you you get right back into, and then you get you and then you yeah. get back home and you go back to what you were doing and then you still cut and you keep climbing Right. But you're it's you're assuming that this is what people do. This is why this is why weight loss diets like Jenny Craig and all that crap. This is why they they all these people fail is because they are on a they're they're sprinting to the finish line. And they think the finish line is the scale. The finish line is not the scale. The finish line is you on a gurney with a tag on your toe. That's the finish line. You have to get <laughs> there. Right? And you're and the goal is to make that finish line as far away as possible. So you want to continue to, to run that race, but it's a turtle race, not a, not a rabbit race, right? So you want to easily, you want to ease back. So when a turtle stops, he just stops in his tracks and he, you know, and he pulls his head and pulls his feet and he's good there. He's protected. But when, if a rabbit goes out and if he stops, you know, he's, he's a sitting duck in the middle of that field. That's what you want to do. That's the game plan for you. It's the same for your business. If you go fast and furious if you hire somebody to build all your funnels, if you hire somebody to do all the work for you, if you hire somebody to, to, to basically, uh, you know, get you set up and then you're on your own, you're going to backslide. You're going to backslide fast. But if you learn how to do all those things, right, you sign up for a program that's like, you know, two or three months long that teaches you how to do it the right way. You've learned it. You're good. And then you, do you need refresher courses? Sure you do. Of course you do. You're not a genius. You're not, you're not like a, that brain is not a steel trap. You have, you need refreshers. You need to learn maybe something in there didn't work exactly right for you. So you need to like, you need to talk to other people and you need to try different things and be a part of a community. How many online communities are you part of different Facebook groups that you're part of that you ask questions in? This is what's, this is how we learn. This is how we grow. The most, the biggest mistake we can think is that we we're either winning or we're losing. We're not winning or losing. We're winning or learning. There is no losing. You know, like you have to keep that in mind throughout the process. Otherwise, you're screwed, man. I mean, not you personally, but like <laughs> you listening, you're screwed. If you think that it's about getting to the finish line and once I'm there, I can rest, then you're then you're playing the wrong game. So I'm, I'm thinking back to the to the why mm-hmm. and this being so directly connected to the mental shift of it's not a short game that I'm playing anymore. Right. It can't so, be. Yeah. It can't be. And if it is, that's fine. It just means that you're probably your why is not strong enough. It means maybe you're, you know, you just haven't been exposed to the right person. Maybe I'm the right person to, to put it in a way that you finally understand and go, oh, I see 
this is my life for the last 20 years. I've been doing, I've been running up that hill so fast. Every time I sat down, I slid right back to where I was and even further because the higher you go on that hill, right? Nice icy hill, higher you are. When you fall, you slide further back than where you started every time. Because if you, even if you lose 40, 50, a hundred pounds and you got there super fast and you were just sprinting up, you fall down, you slide way past where you were the last time. And now you got 150 to go. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you had just taken your time and taken one step at a time, build one habit at a time, lock that in. Don't look at it as like, I have to reach this goal. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the clients that I have, and this is a struggle, he's over, he's over 300 pounds. And, and I, and he says to me, he goes, Rob, I'm not, I cannot, I can't feel successful at this unless I get under 300. And I go, you're never going to make it. And he's like, he got mad at me. And I'm like, you're never going to make it, man. You're never going to succeed at this. Because unless you are willing to accept yourself as healthy right now in this moment, you will never be healthy because that line will always move. That 300-pound line is going to move down to 250. That 250 line is going to move down to 200. And then you're going to be nitpicking until the end. You're not going to be happy ever. You need to – and this is life, right? This is – this is we know this. We know that we can't be happy if we're focusing on the future or focusing on the past. The only time we can be happy is if we're focusing on the, the present moment. And so the same thing applies. It's all across every single thing, every single thing that you want out of your life. It all applies to if you're able to focus now on the moment you are and you're happy with where you are, because where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. Then you then you then you could be happy. But if it's focused on a line somewhere else down the line, a couple of days from now or a month or now or whatever, we're wishing time away. I'm sorry, you're not going to make it. And yeah. it's like, it's one of those things where I look somebody in the eye and I just feel really bad. And it's almost like those puppy dog eyes that I'm just like, sorry, man, <laughs> you're not going to make it now. You know? And I, I want to, I, I need you to help me craft the right words to make the distinction between the problem with look, looking at that 300 mark, that line and yeah. the difference between that and setting an actual, like realistic goal that's further in the future or <laughs> measured by a certain, you know, measurement. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there are metrics, right? There's all kinds of metrics. The scale is just one. If you focus on the scale only, then you're, then you're, then you've only got one metric, right? There's just so much other things, things to learn. Circumference measurements is another one. Body fat is another one. Lean body mass is another one. Um, taking pictures of yourself is another one. The way your clothes fit is another one. It all depends on what you're comfortable with. But generally, if you pick one thing, that scale, it's, uh, it's going to, it's going to, play tricks on you because the more you work out, the more muscle you build, the more you eat, the, the, the more healthy you eat or the healthier you eat, the more muscle you build. The transition is not just, not just fat loss, but also muscle building. So sometimes we build muscle and our fat comes down, but we've lost zero weight. And so for some people that means on the scale, they failed. And for, for me, that just means I had a woman who did our SkyFit challenge. I'm not even joking you. She, she, I posted a picture in our community and it was a backside picture. You could see her. She's in her underwear and a, and a, and a, and a bra. And I, I asked the community before and after, how much weight do you think she lost? And unanimously, people were saying between 10 and 27 pounds. That's basically the, 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 the weight loss range. She lost five pounds. She lost five pounds, but she had put on muscle mass. She probably gained about 15 pounds of muscle and lost five pounds or uh, 10 pounds of muscle and lost like 15 pounds of fat. And like, and that was, and now that's a five pound weight loss, but she looks amazing. Like you, it's like two different people, you know, but if you only focus on the one metric. So what do I mean by that in terms of like over 300 pounds and how do you wrap your brain around that? It's not about a diet. It's not about reaching those goals. There are metrics to see whether or not you're moving in the right direction. Sure. But those metrics don't define you. They are not a representation of who you are as a person, meaning you're not a failure. If it's not working, it means that your strategy needs to change. Just like if you're, if you create a funnel for your business and, you know, and, and it doesn't work, maybe it's not the entire funnel that's total junk. It's just the landing page, or maybe one of your links is slow and it's, and it's not necessarily working the right way that it should be. So you have to go through and you have to figure out now, if we're looking at our diet, like what is it that's potentially not working? How do I, how do I fix this? How do I fix that? You have to be like the mechanic of your life and you have to basically problem solve and, it, it, we get so hung up on good, bad, yes, no, black and white that, you know, no progress is, is like a death sentence for a lot of people. If you say, okay, you know, I'm Eric, I'm going to, here's my lifestyle. I'm going to eat whole foods. 
I'm not going to deviate from eating whole foods as much as possible. If I go out to dinner with my wife, I'll have some bread or some whatever. But most of the time we eat at home, I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to drink 80 to 100 ounces of water a day. I'm going to eat my vegetables two to three times a day, green leafy vegetables. I'm not talking about starchy vegetables, you know, so I get my vitamins, my minerals. I'm getting really good nutrients in my body. And I'm going to do something physical every single day for 20 minutes. No, that's my, that's my, that's my day to day where, you know, that's like my normal life. If I go away or if something comes up, then I can't do all of those things. I'm not going to get down on myself, but that's my, my normal day to day. I guarantee you the, the scale is going to start moving in the direction that you want it to. It might not go in the direction in, in the, at the rate at which you want it to, right. but, it, but it's going to go that way. Will you hit plateaus? Sure you will. Your body's adjusting. Maybe you had like a bad weekend or whatever it is, but you are going to make, you are going to continue to make progress. If you don't make progress, then you're a mechanic. You figure out what do I do? If you if you are continually making progress and you're doing fantastic and maybe you lost like 30, 40, 50 pounds and then you hit a plateau and then you start panicking because you think you need to be a mechanic, the fact is that maybe it's just where your body needs to be for this moment, right? Maybe it's just, maybe it's just like you have to accept that you're still healthy. You have to accept that you're still you know, a good person it doesn't define who you are. And then once you do that, maybe it takes a week or two, maybe it takes a month. And then all of a sudden that plateau kind of goes away and you start losing weight again. But if you panic and then you're like, oh my God, screw this. I'm good. I got to go keto. I got to, <laughs> I got to start. I got to, I'm going on a low, I'm going on a low calorie diet. That's it. I'm done with this. No, because then you're not living a lifestyle. You're just trying every single, it's a get rich quick, quick scheme. How to get, how to make $40,000 in less than a month. If you just, if you just follow my program. And then you're a sucker for that because you just want money right. and you're a sucker for that because you just want weight loss, right? If we're chasing the money, we're not helping anybody. The goal is to chase that's, this is actually, I never thought about it like this, but this is actually really good. Like you, if you're chasing, if you're, if your goal is happiness and health, then, then you're good. If your goal is, uh, is weight loss, you're bad, right? You're not, well, it's not good and bad, but like, you're not going to succeed. Um, if my goal in business is to only make money chances are I'll fail. If my goal in business is to help people, chances are I'll succeed. Who cares at what level of success I have in terms of financial? It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Once it does matter, then I've lost my footing. And we do, we all get mixed up in this. We all think, oh my God, this is, this means because my, because my launch didn't go well. And I suffer from this too. I, and I constantly have to remind myself, I go to therapy. I talk about it on my show. I have to remind myself, like it's not, it doesn't define me as a person if I'm, if I'm not succeeding at the thing that I'm setting out to succeed at. It doesn't mean that I'm bad or stupid or not good enough. It just means that it's just information, right? We win or we learn. It's just information. How I use that information is one thing. If I let it depress me and get me pissed off and make me unhappy, then that's what it's going to do to me. It's because I let it do that to me. But if I decide to just take the information and go, that's not who I, that doesn't define who I am. That doesn't put a, uh, uh, you know, a, a label on me. Um, then I can make decisions. I'm free to make decisions to do other things to improve. I become the mechanic. There's a huge psychological shift then I think, you know, between our head and our heart that we've got to make. And not only that, but then there's still tips and tricks and, not, I don't want to say hacks, but, uh, strategies and, you know, just shifts of actions overall, sweeping lifestyle changes that, you know, mm -hmm. we need to gradually make some of them more important than others. And you get into all that in, in your show and what you do, uh, over at your site. I want to one say we're definitely, we're definitely going to have to have you back on the show. And then I'd number love it. Thank two, you. yeah, number two, I want to point everybody over to where you're doing all that so people can work on this stuff in between now and the next time. So uh, if they're interested in just checking out the website, uh, we're at openskyfitness.com. Uh, the podcast is also called Open Sky Fitness Podcast. They can find it there. If they're looking for, and this is the thing, it's going to feel like this is where I, I'm, I'm better as being a coach than being a salesman, right? Um, I have something called the SkyFit Challenge. It's an eight-week program. It's all those habits that I talk to you guys about. It's all those, it's, it's basically, but it's built within a community. It's built within accountability. The thing that people struggle with is just getting the ball rolling. And I don't want clients for life. I don't want people to be on my programs for life. I want them to just 
if they need to stay for, you know, for six months, for a year, that's fine. You feel like you got your footing, then awesome. Then you're on your way. Sometimes like I need a therapist to basically bring me back, back down to reality. (laughs) That's what our community does. That's what Devin, my wife and I do within that community. Uh, and that's called the SkyFit challenge. Um, they can go to skyfitchallenge.com, uh, to find out all the info about that. If they, if they're, if they join our open sky fitness podcast group on Facebook, we talk about it quite a bit, but that's where, that's where we're making the biggest impact, you know, and it's a small community. It's not about the numbers. I'm reminding myself of this all the time. Don't, it's not about growing it to being huge, right? Cause I can't have as much of an impact. I can't have a personal touch. If it's too big, it's really about having the impact on the people and helping people. And, and because I know that it, that it works, I know that if you're, if this resonates with you, which Eric, I think it resonates with you. It does. I think for people that are listening, it resonates because it makes sense. It makes sense. Then, then this might be something that you might want to check, take a look at. And so that's basically where, you know, where I spend most of my time and, and is just helping those people. And, and I love that stuff. I really do. It's, it's, it was made me feel good at the end of the day. Like I did something with myself rather than just make some money. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, so again, uh, this, uh, well, one, I need to repeat, it did resonate with me. I know that this has resonated with a lot of people that are listening and there's a lot to continue down this road. And again, I, I definitely want to want to have you back on the show to continue talking about this and uh, just encourage anybody who can't wait for that to head yeah. on over and take a look at all of what you just brought up. And I'll link up to all of that in the show notes for this episode. So Rob, it's been awesome talking with you. Thanks for being here. Eric, thank you so much. This was great. So now that you've heard my conversation with Rob, remember back to before the conversation when I mentioned that I was jumping in on his eight-week challenge and that you're more than welcome to join me. You can find out more about that challenge and sign up by going to beyondthetodolist.com slash 232. That's where you'll find the show notes for this episode, as well as the place to click through and find out more and sign up for that Open Sky Fitness eight-week challenge. That's also where you will find the ability to click and share this conversation with someone that I know you know needs to hear it, as well as the sponsors for this episode. Check them out and help support this show. Don't forget you can try Babbel for free by going to Babbel.com and downloading the app, or just going to Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, and trying it for free on desktop or on an app. Also, Gusto, who's offering three free months when you run your first payroll. Just go to Gusto.com slash beyond. And ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire, where you can post right now for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash beyond. Thanks again for checking out the sponsors and supporting the show. And thanks again for listening. And I will see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.